right, here we go. Pod JDG episode three coming at ya. This is a I don't know if special is the word, special episode. Live and direct from my Subaru Outback, which I currently am not legally able to drive. And that's actually that we're doing a DUI episode, but that's coming up later. Uh, tonight, what I wanted to talk about is something different, but I uh, just wanted to go back to the last episode. So I mentioned my buddy Tyler Lovejoy. Uh, his podcast is called Beer and a Shot Friday Podcast. Check it out. Full of lots of entertaining and informative things. Um, I'm trying to rig another... I apologize, I heard my beard scratching against the microphone constantly in the last episode, so hopefully it's not doing it this time. I I got a little rig here, and I shaved, so. Throwing back a cold one on this one. Recording a little late tonight, so uh, I kind of, usually I'm drinking coffee, but tonight, uh, in honor of the the uh, late night hour uh, won't be out till you know tomorrow morning. But I figure, hey, what the hell? Let's have a beer, courtesy of Crooked Lane, local brewery here in town. And uh, yeah, there we go. trying to get my shit in order here uh let's see any other before we get into today's topic uh today's probably not going to be a very long one um I'm, I'm gonna pretty much stick on one topic just because it's it's been a hell of a week since last we've chatted and uh a lot of shit's gone down um where do we start well, first, uh, we, uh, my dad, uh, it's not my childhood dog, but it's kind of like the family dog. My dad passed away about four years ago, a little, little over four years ago, and, uh, he had a dog that, uh, my brother had gotten him for Father's Day back, you know, 2002, 2003, somewhere in there, maybe later, maybe 2005. I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to... My sister knows all that. But anyway, after my dad passed, uh, my sister kind of... She really kind of got stuck with him. She tried to put him off on me. My brother already had four dogs at the time. So... She ended up with him, Max. And uh, yesterday she had to take him and put him down. So... R.I.P. Max, you were a great dog. Um, you ate a lot of food. And uh, he was fun, though, because you could just throw anything at him and he would eat it. So. So there's that. Get that out of the way. Condolences to my sister Lori and all the kids. And, you know, my brother got him, but he probably doesn't even know yet. <laughs> mm. 
Now, today, now that we got all that out of the way, I wanted to talk about chaos. Like I said, I was actually going to do an episode about DUIs and my own personal DUIs, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another episode, because it's uh, <coughs> 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 good reefer. Chaos. <laughs> no, a lot of... It's been a chaotic week, if if nothing more. Um, I was supposed to... Had things gone the way they were supposed to go, I was going to take my first visit down to Santa Cruz. And uh, we were going to take in a Matis Yahoo concert while we were there, but we were going to spend two, two and a half days in Santa Cruz, which was... Like, I like Modest Yahoo, don't get me wrong, but I was looking forward to hanging out for a couple of days in 70-degree 70, 70 weather on the beach instead of this 99 and hot and sunny, dry oven that I live in. But, we're not going to get into the details of why that didn't happen. Needless to say, chaos. Things happen, you don't, you're not planning for them. And they cause stress and chaos in your life. And uh, so I was going to delve into a couple of stories. Um, I guess phrasing that with that trip to Santa Cruz, what ended up happening, because the backup was, uh, we had two backups. We were supposed to maybe go boating with one of her friends. And... And or go to a barbecue, like a sleepover barbecue at one of my friends. And uh, my friend gave me some mushrooms. And so what I did was kind of go on a three-day mushroom excursion, sort of. Nothing too heavy. I mean, small amount, so I wasn't, I wasn't out of my mind. I just uh, had a little extra insight floating around in my head. Very perceptive. I remember one point we, my girlfriend and I uh, went to the park at like 2 or 3 in the morning. I don't know what time it was. And uh, we're just sitting there. And I uh, I go, what if, what if the sprinklers go off? And she's like, oh, I come here all the time. The sprinklers aren't going to go off. And I, I don't know if I said it out loud, but I'm like, well, you probably don't come here all the time in the middle of the night. And literally... Uh, uh, oh, it's what sparked it. I heard a noise, and I. She said, "What? What kind of noise would it be? An animal?" And I said, "No, it sounds like sprinklers." And she said, "No, no, no." And literally, sprinkler pops up and sprays right at her face, from maybe like four or five feet away. I watched the stream go right past my face. I mean, I got soaked too. We, we got soaked, and it was kind of fun. It wasn't anything harmful but chaos again and that's like that's like chaos that comes from like those sprinklers probably go off at the same time every day but we didn't know that I mean we didn't know what time that was I just noticed the grass was really green and I figured there's probably irrigation there I used to install irrigation too by the way but anyway called that so what happened is basically our night delved into, like, uh, 
I don't know, we ended up, at some point we had the conversation, and I was talking about an ex, and I put it in the wrong light, and I didn't explain what I actually was felt, and made it seem like, like, I don't know, maybe there was something still between us or something, but it, in my mind, that book has been closed for years, and, uh, she, and she doesn't understand that, because I've talked about it before, and it's only because it's the most recent relationship, so, you know, it comes up, and it came up in a different context, I'm not going to get into all the details, but, uh, it ended up coming up later on, uh, not last night, the night before, Monday night, let's see, yeah, Monday night, and, uh, it had been a pretty good night up until that point, and the whole, the con the cocktail is, well, usually I say something, and I, either she doesn't take it the way I'm, I'm trying to say it, or I say it in a fucked up way, but at the end of the day, like, I, I know what I'm trying to, I know the point I'm trying to get across, and she's not catching it, and, uh, that's not to say, and basically it's not anybody's fault, it's, or it's both of our faults, or none of our faults, or it's my fault, because, you know, women like to, uh, it's not like she's hearing what she wants to hear, but she's only remembering the part that she wants to remember and, and disregarding all the other shit that I said. And, uh, which is fine. You know, they have those memories that go back and, like, she remembers all this shit that I s said before that I don't remember saying. Because I generally stick to the rule, like, if I'm being honest and open about something, I don't need to remember I'll say it again, but I think she took it as, I don't know, I guess at some point I said I miss this chick, I didn't mean it like I miss her, like I wish she was with me, I just meant it like, it would be nice if we could still be friendly, and not that friendly, just, you know, drop a line, just a lot of you out there are probably friends with some of your exes if they were cool, if you have a good taste in people and things don't go well, and I'm not saying that necessarily this particular person is worth all that, and, uh, I don't know, anyway, the night devolved into chaos, and I didn't, like, walk away, but I was like, all right, if, I, if we're gonna stay up and keep arguing, I need, I need cigarettes, you know, at this point, it was, like, five in the morning, and we'd been drinking pretty good, pretty good long time, and, uh, kind of done with the drinking, and I was like, but there was no cigarettes, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk to the store and get cigarettes, I'm gonna walk too far to go to the only place that's open and pay too much, and, uh, walk back, and, and we had been walking around the whole night before that, um, where at some point something literally bit me in the ass, <laughs> I have this huge welt on the, my lower back right now. Uh, it's either bitten or stung by something. And also, um, after all that walking, I noticed, like, I have a little lump, like maybe a hernia has popped up. Which is really odd, but it was all uphill walking on the way back, so it's very likely that I did something. I just overstrained or pulled a muscle or did something. So... 
and I, it just, basically chaotic night, I came back, and we got to a point where we, we could sleep in the same bed next to each other, and, uh, we kind of worked it out the next, over the next two days, and we're at a good place again now, because it wasn't, I, I understand why she was upset, but I also, like, I was getting, I was getting frustrated because it's like someone accusing you of, of, of feeling a way that you don't feel. And it's really hard to, like, prove that you don't feel that way, except for the, by the actions, I guess. If you look at my, that's what it was, is I, she's on this, uh, she's on a social media platform that I'm on. And so I got a notification, and I, I clicked on the notification, and that was it. And I said, well, I didn't send a message. I didn't add her. It was, if you if you have this application, you're automatically added as soon as, like, because she was in my contacts. So I went in, I deleted her from my contacts, all the, you know, I don't give a fuck. This is the first podcast where I'm going to, this is my first cigarette on the podcast. Don't smoke at home. It's uh, terrible. Sit and talk about all this GMO food and, and fucking eating clean and then I smoke cigarettes. But I'm sure they're good. They have an Indian on them. Anyway. So that was, you know, two examples of chaos. I don't know if the dog dying is really chaos. It's I guess it's kind of is. It's the thing that you don't plan for. It's kind of like... Well, it's like this hernia thing. Uh, I'm not I'm not prepared for some major surgery. I can't afford to take time and money and resources and, and have some major, I don't know if it's major, but I, even if it's like a minor procedure, even just to go in for a checkup right now is a little steep. I don't know if you notice the medical industry these days, but they are making some money off of everybody who gets sick. And that's the other thing is like, Something like this, and maybe you should go get checked out. But there's a lot of things, like, I don't know, it just seems like they want to get you hooked on some medication, and then um, you say, well, how long do I have to take it for? And they say, uh, forever, because you're always going to have this problem. And it's like, well, don't we work on cures anymore? Do, do, when did they give that up? When the big pharma took over the fucking hospital healthcare industry? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. And that's, again, my gripe with the capitalism is, uh, it's just everyone just wants your fucking money, and it's, it wouldn't be so bad, but it's so, it takes so long to build up some money and save up some money, and it's so fast to spend it. You save up ten years so you can buy a house, and it's gone in one day. The fuck? But I guess you have a house. And even then, you still got, you you're never going to have that thing paid off because you're always going to have to pay property tax at least, at the very least, and you're going to have to have homeowner's insurance. Another fucking huge scam. <laughs> I don't know. You put in a base amount for insurance, and then, but no, you have to pay it consistently forever. You know, unless you want to be out there with your fucking dick in the breeze. So... Frustrating. Frustrations. 
But I was going to delve into this other story of chaos, which also has, has to do with a woman. And this is more of a higher example, not a higher example. It may be more in-depth. You know, it's like when you're, uh, I don't know how many people out there have had the experience of, uh, you know, just having your whole world crumble around you within like a small period. It's kind of what my girlfriend's going through, not to air her dirty laundry, but... And and she's all right, I think she'll be all right. She's got support, but uh, I literally had a situation maybe almost ten years ago now, uh, where ten wait ten years almost to the month, it might maybe nine. I can't remember if it's two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I think it was two thousand nine. So I. My girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time had been planning this trip, and for months I knew about I knew about it. I had known about it the whole time, and uh, she she goes on this trip, and uh, she was supposed to be gone for two weeks. She was supposed to be back on a certain day, and it had been a week past that day, and she hadn't talked to me for maybe three days. With besides like. Uh, a real quick text or something, but she, then she just kind of like, you know, over a three day period, it went from the usual conversation to like less and less talk. And like the whole time there was like, it was spotty and you know, it was 10 years ago. So technology was a little better now, but it's like, Oh, we're going to be in a dead zone. I won't be able to talk to you. And if you guys can't tell where the story is going, uh, basically, well, the bigger part of it wasn't like she met some guy while she was there or wherever. Uh, the, that was the plan. Was I mean, supposedly there was one other person with him. I can't verify that. But the plan was that he was going to go on the trip the whole time. And I, f I found out while she was gone by, uh, you know, randomly finding a note that she had written and never... I don't know. She said she never sent it, but like... It was just written in a notebook. You could have typed it. I don't have, you know, you wrote it out in pencil first and then you typed it. Because it was a pretty good long note. And it was written the Thanksgiving before. So I think if uh, you found out today that your girlfriend was planning something with a dude since Thanksgiving. Not too cool. There's a... Uh, it's probably still a dent in the refrigerator from where I punched it. And uh, <laughs> I know I should I should have burned the whole place down, but it was apartment, so <clears throat> I didn't want to draw attention. I could have could have taken all our shit to the fucking campground next door and had a bonfire though. But it was not even like I didn't even wasn't even like hateful, it was just like what the fuck? And then after after that my friends called me the next day and said they saw my girlfriend walking around holding hands with some guy. And they were like, did you guys break up or something? And I was like, no, I just found out something. And now I have visual confirmation via my homies. So, so that happened. She comes back. We break up. I don't have anywhere to go, so I'm, like, sleeping in the, in the office. And, uh, driving to work maybe like a week after we broke up and uh, my car the head gasket blows on my truck 
And at this time, I'm working maybe 10 miles away from home, like out kind of in the country. My Madison people know I was working out in Cross Plains. I was driving there from Middleton, so I worked it out where at least I had a ride there. And then, because uh, there was a girl that kind of lived, like she went around, she you know, she had to kind of take a different route, but, she, you know, she could swing it where she could give me a ride. So... I had the ride there, and there was a handful of times where I walked home from there. So a ten-mile backcountry walk in, you know, late August, early September, muggy Wisconsin. And then, uh, yeah, and then, so it was just like, and then from there... I end up uh, staying with my friends and subletting an apartment, and just, but just struggling because you know I had been splitting the bills for fucking how many months? You know, three years. However many months that is, I don't know. Splitting the bills for three years and uh, and then just gone, you know. And uh, it was, I was, my only thing I felt good about was that I was taking that away from her. But she also had kids, it was a whole thing, but, uh, you know, it was a very chaotic situation. And then, uh, so I ended up moving out with my friends that actually, the, the, my peeps that saw her, Bunt and Julie. What up, y'all? Hope you, uh, hope you're listening to this. I've been trying to get a hold of this guy. And uh, we just, with, I live out here, he lives there, he's like a, pretty much a 9 to 5-er, I'm a 4 to 11-er. So, uh, hard to get in touch with some of my peeps back home, and uh, if you guys are listening, it's not personal. My sister was upset, because uh, I find the time to do a podcast, but I don't call her as often as I should. Which is, she has a point, but this is my phone call to everybody. Um, so, they took me in, and I got, I got into my own place, and we kind of, we're still, you know, when you break up after three years, and you live together, and there, there's kids involved, she had a couple kids, a couple boys, um, we would, like, hook up every now and again, and then I went over there to try and hang out with the kids, and I just, like, I was just, like, once you break someone's trust like that, it's really difficult to get it back. And, like, I just couldn't... I could hang out and be comfortable, but I wasn't, like, being nice. I wasn't being, like, overly mean. I just wasn't talking, you know? I didn't wasn't happy to be there with my body language. One of the kids is like, why, why aren't you... Why are you so quiet? Or why, why are you being mean to mommy? And I was like, well, why don't you ask her? You know? So... <laughs> Anyway, chaos. So that was a chaotic situation. Uh, I, I ended up getting out of it and finding plenty more to get into. But it's just one of those where you're, you think you're just cruising along nice. And then, I mean, there's worse, you know, there's people that have that happen, you know, in a marriage situation. And they really get the rug pulled out from under them. And then say that happens and then you have like uh 
you find out that you have cancer or you find out that or or you you have an accident instead of your car breaking down you have an accident and you're fucked up and you can't go to work for a month or two months or six months it's chaos man it can really fuck you up and you can be prepared you can be prepared there's definitely steps you can take but even people that are prepared for it it still really knocks you and um and I've been wondering, I've been thinking about this all day. Actually for the last four days I've been thinking about this topic and and if I'm if that is really the right word for that situation where you just where you're basically you go from being on top of the world to 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 being run over by it. You know, like you're like a log roll or something, you know. Like remember those uh, back in the day, the lumberjacks they used to they used to roll the logs into the water and then they would use the 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 river the current of the river to move the logs from one place to the other to get them from the forest to the mill, and guys would fall in between them and they couldn't get back out. Ooh, pardone. It's a good burp right there. I'm drinking a Mandarin Pale Ale from Crooked Lane. Crooked Lane, where my buddy, uh, my buddy Eric works. We'll call him Mr. Erickson, because that's his his last name is Erickson, and he's not Eric Erickson. But I don't want to give out his full name without his consent. I, even though I did it to a bunch of people on this show already. <laughs> he's a good dude. Working up at Crooked Lane, last I know. Uh, my buddy Brian's up there. Uh, Phil. Good people. The owners are, are really cool. I can't remember their names, but they've been pretty good to me when I go in there. Um, yeah, it's a cool little place. I don't know. I remember taking this girl there, and she told me she just wanted to be friends. And she, I took her. That was like the third place I took her, and that was the first place that she actually went inside because the first two like scared her, and she didn't have her ID for one. It was a, which was the thing I wanted to do was go to the tenth anniversary. It was the 10th anniversary of Needy Brewery out here. And, uh, well, to be honest, I didn't have my ID either, but I drank there all the time, so I figured I wouldn't have a problem with it. But she was scared because she didn't have an ID, but then she was scared of, like, the knee-deep, like, mascot guy. And that's where I kind of was like, mm. And then we went somewhere else, and she didn't like that either. And then got her to go on Crooked Lane and... She didn't like that either, but she was able to at least hang out for a beer. And while we're drinking the beer, she said that uh, she just wanted to be friends, you know. Pretty great time. It's like, I probably just want to be friends now too because uh, I can't even do what I want to do. And, and you're not even, I'm, I'm just trying to impress you like for a date and then. Um, because she knew where she really wanted to go and she didn't care where I wanted to go, even though I invited her to go to the 10th anniversary of the knee deep, but she wanted to go to a different brewery, uh, which I didn't know where it was. And I told her to tell me and she didn't quite tell me. And, uh, so we didn't quite go there. And, uh, anyway, Crooked Lane makes some great beers. So, 
that's some chaos stories, and I don't know. They're all involving women, so I don't know. Is that women are a chaotic enterprise in themselves, because you never know what what's gonna set them off or what's what you know. Everybody and and you know, there's definitely. I'm not trying to be sexist, because there's definitely guys where you have to walk on eggshells for too, and um. But it's like when you're leading someone to think one way without knowing it or or, or they're just thinking that way, it can be difficult to be getting accused when of of something with someone that you have nothing for you know that's 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 a hard one, but anyway. This one's been kind of personal. When I feel like I want to tell like a like a story about somebody else or something. All right, there we go. We'll switch gears here. Talk about some chaotic red peppers. No. Um, <laughs> although, if you want to do controlled chaos in your life. And I don't know if it's that great for you. You know, they do that cayenne cleanse or whatever. You're supposed to do that every so often. Well, I used to just make really hot... Like, I, I used to keep habaneros in the freezer and, like, scotch bonnets. And uh, my buddy came through with some scorpion peppers. I had a couple garden-grown ghost peppers. So every couple weeks or three, four weeks, once a month maybe, I would love to make, like, just a real kicking dish that nobody else could handle like most people couldn't even smell it i remember making like uh steak tacos one time with habaneros and jalapenos and um i didn't i didn't use like taco seasoning i just used like eight different kinds of hot sauce and garlic and onion i put a bunch of lemon in there to try and mellow it out and lime juice and they were like, they were delicious, but they were so hot, and I put a ton of cheese, you know, just to be, just try and. They were like the heat though, the that combination of hot and delicious, where. You just you have to just eat it like I made a burrito out of it, and I just had to eat it all. I couldn't stop and take a break. I stopped and took a breath, had a drink of beer, something with beer and hot food too. My God, fucking delicious. But I, you know, I would stop for a beer break and then I would fucking just, and then I just had to eat it. Like, you just got to keep biting it, otherwise that heat's going to catch up to you and you're not going to finish. And, you know. And then uh, the next day is really fun. But cleansing. Cleansing. And it's cleansing, I think, when you're eating it because you're just sweating everything out. Getting rid of all that bad shit in you. I don't know, I, I used to work for a chef. Chef Tony. Tony Clark, Mango Man. Shout out, Mango Man Tony. Look him up. He's got sauces out there for sale. Um, he's I, I I can guarantee you these sauces are the bomb. He's probably been working on them for better part of thirty years to get them on the shelves. Maybe twenty, but he because I worked for him two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, and. Uh, 
he had still he he could sell him out of his restaurant, but he couldn't he couldn't get him on the shelves because of all this extra fucking bullshit he had to go through. And uh, I don't know. He he called racism on me, and I I didn't like disregard it because he is like he's for one he's very dark skinned but he's also not only is he black but he's like a foreigner black guy he's like from Costa Rica born in Jamaica so he's got the craziest accent um he's a really sweet guy though um he told me the uh he told me I was doing a good job one night and I said well I appreciate you know the opportunity a lot of people didn't give me one and he said, those people are stupid. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, Tony, you're so sweet. And, uh, why was I talking? What was I talking about, Tony? Oh, getting those sauces on the shelves. Uh, yeah, check him out. He's got good shit. Damn it, I lost my train of thought, though. Why, why was I talking about that? Oh, well, well, he'll come back to me. Oh, he told me about the the heat, like, being cleansing and, and, and purifying. And, like, it's really weird because, uh, like, the hotter climates you get, the hotter the food is. And I asked him about that, and he was saying it was because it opens up your pores and it, like... And the big one that he didn't even bring up that I just as naturally assume is... Uh, you need all the preservatives you can get if you put something in some if you got something soaked in some jalapeno habanero peppers uh that's just not going to go bad for a while it's going to be cooked up you throw raw steak in there in two days it's going to be cooked or less um so the preservative qualities of it and also it's just something you're already hot and sweaty anyway so what does it matter if you eat some hot food that makes you sweat more it's like a more clean kind of sweat and uh, that, I think that's what he was imparting on me he's a great guy I kind of miss that guy probably he's not so happy with me but we we ended on amicable terms I haven't really talked to him since I moved uh, out of Wisconsin but he was uh he still is. He's a uh, fucking makes some wonderful food. He still does catering. He still has his food cart out there in Madison. So check him out, man. Mango Man Tony. Also wanted to give a shout out to some uh, some local musicians out here in the uh, northern, north central California area. Uh, my buddies Seth and Danny Gabriel. I think Dave, this guy Dave, David Lee used to play with them, I don't know, but either way, uh, Brotherly Mud, they're called, check them out, they're, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, uh, they play, if, you, if you're in the uh, Sacramento, San Francisco area, they play all over Nevada City, uh, Auburn, they play everywhere, um, good guys, good music, um, um, good friends of mine, I haven't seen them in a long time, but, uh, you know, they get down, and, uh, they're really good, and I, I see them 
just progressing every time. I've, I've seen them play a pretty good amount of time, probably at least 20 times. And uh, they just, I can see them getting better and better over the, as time progresses. And they're just into it. They're, they're, that's, they, you know that that's like, they, they, oh, it's almost like they don't have a choice, you know. This is like something pulling them. So I love them. Another band, other good friends of mine, uh, Alex, uh, my man Jeff. And I think the other, I think their bass player is Gabriel. They have a guy Gabriel too, I think. But uh, the Honest Music, they're called. Uh, check those guys out. I haven't heard very much of their music, to be honest. Like, I've watched them play a couple times, and uh, all I know is I remember when they first formed, uh, I'm really good friends with, well, I consider to be really good friends with the drummer, Jeff. Um, and uh, he told me when he first, he was like, first he was practicing the drums, then he's playing the drums in this band, and now they're doing all this stuff all over the place. So at the honestmusic.com, dot com, at the honest, or the honest music, is where you can check those guys out. Good dudes. All right. And we got those things. Those are the main things, the main key points I wanted to get to in this episode. Um, trying to think of some other instances. Well, there's definitely, we were talking about mushrooms. Definitely had some periods of total chaos where I've lost, kind of lost my mind on, on well, it wasn't mushrooms, it was acid, and uh, two separate instances where I had definitely, definitely lost it, and I just thought, I don't know, I well, the first time I was trying to get the cops called on me because I thought everybody would rally around me and come out of their houses and fight the cops with me. But it turned out that I was the only one that fought the cops. And uh, um, I fought the law, and the law won. Let's put it that way. But I got a couple good shots in, so that's, that's something. That's my song. I fought the law, and I got a couple good shots in before the law won. Okay, I'm going to rewrite that, make my own version. Um, that was, uh, yeah, and then they take me and they, like, strap me, they put me on suicide watch in the hospital, and I spent the night strapped to a, a gurney with a fucking needle in my arm, and at some point I was like, can I just get one of these straps off, and then, I don't know why they did it, because I kept telling them to take the needle out, and then I was like, how about if you just take one of these straps off, and they were like, okay. And, like, as soon as they left, I took the fucking needle out and I bled all over the place. It was a pretty fun night. And it was, like, half. Because, you know, the last thing you want uh, when you're, like, on a psychedelic or hallucinogen is uh, someone sticking a needle in your arm. I guess unless you're a heroin addict, then you might love it. But I did not enjoy it. And I could feel every second of it that it was in there for, like, the two hours that it was in there. 
and uh, it was still bothering me enough that I just pulled it out. Because you're sensitive, you're 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 definitely extra sensitive in that state, and I know whatever they it's probably whatever it is that they give you that fucking brings you down. That um, I can't remember what it. It's not vitamin C that that takes you back up, but it's like something B12 or some shit. It brings you off. Um, and then I, uh, had an incident with some gel tabs and, uh, we were, we were in a hotel and I was freaking, I remember kicking one of my friends who, uh, ended up never talking to me again, strangely. This guy's got no loyalty, man. You kick him a couple times in the shins. Never talk to me again. I don't hate him for it. Well, I don't even know. I, I could only imagine what he was seeing. I, mean, I know what I was seeing was crazy enough when I thought back on it. I was like, damn, I lost my damn mind. And I did. I was not... When I was younger, I was... What was those situations, you know, where you're not ready... Not prepared for the trip. I mean, the first time I took acid... Nothing like that happened, but I, I ended up wandering around, wandering around the streets of uh, Middleton, Wisconsin, at from like two to f- two in the morning till school started. And I called my friend and told him he had to smoke weed with me before school started. He was he was uh, still a senior, and I just graduated the year before. So that was something. I remember hiding in the bushes. And because I was worried, every time a car, I would hear a car, I would jump into the bushes on the side of the road or I'd go hide. And I did that, and I was doing it for so long that a deer walked up on me and, like, startled me. Like, I was the deer, and the deer was like, what the fuck? the fuck is wrong with you, man? What you so scared about? This is a deer. Skittish. So... Uh, that, that one ended up alright, but a few months later, it was not the same, and then, uh, and then maybe like a year, year and a half after that was when they had the incident in the hotel, and that one, I don't, I remember leaving in handcuffs, but I don't, I think they just escorted me out of the, out of the hotel, and they, they let me go, they were like, hey, if we don't go back in there, get home, and uh, we won't, you know, we won't press, we won't pursue, and, because there wasn't any damage or anything, besides just me being a lunatic, keeping everybody up all night, but, you know, it's cooped up in a hotel room on ass, it's not good, watching, like, some movie that you think that is, like, you're part of, or something, it's not good, (laughs) I don't recommend it. So that's like psychedelic chaos. Now, what I've learned, what I wish I would have thought of then is like, hey, you're fucking, you're on acid. You need to just calm down for a minute and just like think about what you're doing. Which I'm able to do that now. Even if, you know, when you start getting those crazy thoughts, you gotta, you gotta be able to talk yourself down. Because I wasn't like on that much. I'm very, I'm very sensitive to that stuff. 
but mushrooms I've never had like a a real negative time like I've never gone into like a super bad space I've gotten sad I've had you know I felt sad on mushrooms and I've I felt uh never really felt angry maybe if you start thinking about like politicians and shit you might get a little angry I remember watching uh it was a long time ago um well we used to live in this apartment together a bunch of us and uh one of my roommates had, had gotten acid and we were all watching the fucking it was the uh State of the Union when Bill Clinton was still president. And I remember watching it and I was like, man, they all look so weird. Like, why do they look so weird? Like, something I just couldn't pick up on my friend just goes, because they have no souls, man. That's what people with no souls look like when you're fucking on hallucinogens. Like, you can see through their fucking bullshit. Like, it wasn't like all their eyes were like pure black, you know, like a demon or something, but it almost like that. It's just like they all just look so robotic. It was so intense, I remember. And then we listened to Art Bell all night. Shout out to Art Bell. He used to be out there in the high desert. Now he's in the Philippines or I hope he's still alive. I don't I don't even know. I haven't heard. Motherfucking up, Bell. Anyway, I think that's it. Chaos. Um, I'm sure I should have looked up fucking chaotic theory before. What the fuck? Um, I think this podcast being live and direct from my car hopefully my beard wasn't scratching the mic i can see the cord wiggling all the time i'm I'm gonna i'm getting this down bear with me i'm waiting for the fifth episode to to drop it on all my social media and really put it i've told a couple friends and uh, my sister so some people know it's out there but um i'm not officially letting the word drop till I hit five episodes so two more to go and I don't know what those are going to be on yet I'm kind of winging this whole thing but that, I think that's the best way free flow free flowing information I mean I, I plan it out enough this one was more thrown together than the others um, and the you know some of them are going to require some uh, some research and study but uh Um, I need to give any more shout-outs. They're never going to stop. And I, I just don't know how it works. Like, I talk about, I was just talking about, you know, doing acid and stuff. Do I want to mention people's full names on here or just let them figure out who they are? You know... My buddy Aaron, Aaron Asperheim, use his name. I don't know what he's up to, but we, uh, hopefully he gets this. I hope you get this, you fucker. Because, uh, it'd be fun to hear from you again, man. I know we talked a couple years ago on Messenger. Uh, I hope you're doing good, brother. 
say that much. Ah, oh, jeez. I literally just poured beer right down my shirt. It's only my second one. Dang it. This one's actually from Knee Deep. I wanted to get this one in before before I signed off. Just because I was talking about Knee Deep earlier. And that's a great place, man. We get There's another shout-out. Uh, Rockus Fire. It's, uh... Man, Simon. Um, I don't, he probably doesn't remember me, but I met him a long time ago. He used to work, uh... Used to work at a place that I used to work at, that I'm not going to give a shout out to at this point in time, but maybe later I will. Um, I definitely would have last year, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, Rakas Fire, food truck, it's got good shit. Check out my bad Simon. Uh, And give my uh, Jerry Springer final thought here. Um, you know, it, this shit does happen, the chaos shit. And when it first drops on you, you you fucking crush like your world's fucking over. And you got to fucking start anew and all that shit. But like... You need that time to just process and, and I think what a lot of us probably do is uh, go have too many drinks and then the next day fucking fight through the hangover to fucking start rebuilding from the rubble. Like, let's go. The shit's already been knocked half. The roof's already off, so let's just knock the rest of the house down. And that, Which is what some people do. They just fucking go into oblivion and never come back and uh the only way to stay away to stay out of that i think is just uh well it's in your own mind and um everyone has to kind of find that way on their own i think but uh i think it just helps to reaffirm yourself and like hey i was here i can get back here again or i can get farther um, everything is a learning experience, and all that fucking rah-rah, pick-me-up shit, and no, which nobody ever wants to hear when the shit happens either, right? Your friends are like, it's gonna be okay, don't worry, like, yeah, well, can I sleep on your couch? Well, Shirley's not really cool with that right now, but it's gonna be okay, thanks. I'll uh, give you a call from the curb. But, you know, you don't, you never want to hear that, but deep down you know they're right also. And, like, they're saying that because, like, yeah, maybe maybe I can't put you up on my couch, but I can, uh, I can help you find someone who can. I know someone who can. And uh, we just have to figure out who that is, you know. Or you know someone who can... You know, if you burned all your bridges where you don't got a couch to sleep on, you, you probably deserve to sleep on the street for a little while and figure your shit out. The problem is, is you can't get stuck there. You gotta drag yourself. And like I was saying, you have to drag yourself out of it. You have to, like... It's just willpower. 
I was just watching this uh, this movie about this guy Homer Hickman, and uh, it's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. It's pretty good. It's kind of corny, but he 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 lived in a coal mining town. He builds this, he built like rockets, and he just was like obsessed with like learning about rockets and. It's literally a town where if you're born there, you're, you're going to end up being a coal miner and, like, maybe a handful of people get out of it. And the girls, you know, it's just, it's just like a scenario. Like, like basically he had one way out and he, it was a one in a million shot for him to do it. And, and uh, he did it. And uh, he ended up working for NASA, like, training astronauts. And, uh, but... If you watch, even just watching a movie, he wrote a book, which I'm sure is way more in detail, but like, just the amount of work that that guy put in as a, as a teenager to, to get to the point where he even had a chance to, to, to be in the, in, to get the one in a million chance, like just to step up to the plate and to have that one in a million chance of fucking not even hit, well, he had to hit a home run and I guess he did. I mean, he had he had four homies, so you know what they say. You know, if you need three, you got three three solid motherfuckers. You could take over the world. And uh, so uh, it just takes raw determination and uh, you know, just pure willpower, man. It's the only way if you're in that if you're in that situation. And uh, I'm not saying it from like a I'm not trying to be a dick about it, because I've been there, and I I wouldn't even know what I would want to hear when I was there. I just I remember my buddy Nick pulled me aside, Nico, and he's just like, "Hey man, I've been there. When your fucking your woman leaves you, your fucking car dies, you get kicked out of your apartment, and he just got nothing. He's like, fucking, but I tell you what, it gets better. And he was right, man. It gets better." And then it gets worse, and then it gets better. It's like a goddamn roller coaster. So what I'm going to say is enjoy the roller coaster. And, uh, you know, whether you're up or you're down, be good to people, man. It'll pay off, especially when you're down. Because even if nothing more, you just made someone feel good for a half a second. By just smiling at him and not saying one word, give him a little nod and a, not. I was gonna say a wink and a nod. You don't want to look like a fucking pervert, but you know, just a little. Hey, how's your day going? Give him a little something, you know. Anyway, this has been Pod JDG episode three. I think we're just gonna call it chaos. And, uh, yeah, just spread some love. Give somebody a hug that you never thought you would give a hug to. And, uh, just be good to each other, peeps. Alright, Pod JDG, signing off. Good night. <laughs>